Hello and welcome to the next episode of The Podcast, a cannabis podcast for budding enthusiasts. As usual, you're joined by your boy, Happy Days, here from the Upside Down Library, and we want to give a massive shout out to our sponsors who help make the show happen. As always, Seeds here now, your number one seed bank in the game. All the latest drops, all the hottest breeders. You're looking to score some of that ever-elusive Heavy Days gear? Go check them out. they got some of my stuff right now available for you to snatch up with extra freebies on offer for each pack purchased. Trust me, guys, grab the Kaifi or the Key Royale if you're loving that Indica madness, or check out some Patanga if you want some uplifting, social, giggly fun time. Next up, we got to thank Copa Biological Systems. You know them, you love them. All the best pest and predator technology, able to keep your garden pumping on all cylinders, pest and pathogen free. Check out the Par M if you're battling aphids, or the Spidex Vital if you've got some spider mites. Trust me, guys, you want to release this stuff before you have a big issue. It's going to save you a whole world of trouble. Stay on top of your pests and pathogens. Check out Copa today, guys. Best in the world, Copa Biological Systems. Thank you so much for your support. Likewise, a massive shout out to our friends at Pulse Sensors. Whether you're running a single tent, a single room, or a multi-state operation, Pulse sensors are going to help you to have the best harvest to date. Through careful tracking of parameters you may not even be aware of, like VPD, PPFD, a whole bunch of parameters that aren't obvious or picked up by your standard temperatures, a pulse sensor is going to help you to have increased resin, increased yield, increased flavonoids, the whole gamut. Trust me, guys, get serious. Get a pulse sensor today. You won't regret it. Thank you so much, Pulse. Likewise, we've got to give a huge shout out to the Patreon gang. If you want to help support the show and ensure that episodes continue to happen, please go check out the Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash the podcast, all one word. Early access. In return, you'll get early access to upcoming episodes, unheard special episodes with the likes of Bob Hemphill, Mr. Mean Gene, Bodhi, Tricomb Jungle, so much more. We've also introduced our Discord giveaway sessions. Every fortnight, we do a live smoke with heavy sesh. Win yourself some genetics. Basically pays for itself. Check it out, guys. Patreon gang, we love you so much. Thank you again. We really appreciate you. In this episode, I'm joined as usual by Mr. Bean for the 2022 Breeder Awards for the year. Who have you picked? Write some ideas down. See if you agree with us. Alrighty, friends, we're back for another one. And as usual, we're joined by the man with his feet on the ground in the industry, Mr. James Bean for our Breeder Awards of 2022. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, hey thanks for having me again. Uh, it's good to be back on the show for another another year down. Another year down, another year in the books. I got to say, we've had a, a quick one, or should I say probably about eight months. This one's been a little truncated because we did last year's one a little bit late, but I decided, you know, get us back on track. We'll do this one a little bit early. But needless to say, we've had a few notable changes going down in the industries. We've seen a few breeders come, a few go, a few incarnated. It's going to be an interesting awards, I think. How about you? What's been going on for you, Mr. Bean? Definitely. I was thinking, I was thinking that, about that as well. Um, I was thinking, uh, you know, when we were talking about Breeder of the Year and whatnot, I was like, huh, this name has been up there the last two years. This name has been non-existent in the last couple of months. I wonder what's going on with that one. So we'll definitely talk about that. But uh, just, just uh, 
you know, I, I think the whole industry on the whole is down or the, I think uh, may, possibly the seed sales are down a little bit this year over year over year. Uh, people got out of their houses. Of course, we had two banger years, 2021. Uh, but people actually got out of their houses, got them moving around. So uh, sales are a little bit down, but we had made, made our sales even better, right? <laughs> even better deals for everybody else. So that's exactly it. And um, I think this might be a good point to review some of our predictions and some of our results from last year because uh, we haven't done that yet. I think it'll be good to sort of check in and see if they stand the test of time, albeit 8 to 12 months. So uh, the first award from last year we'll check in was the clone of the year. We gave it to Apple Fritter. How does that feel? You still stand by it? Yeah, still think it was. Uh, they try, they try to look back and 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 know now what you know, and not think about that and and compare. Like, oh, we didn't know about this from back then. So, um, I'm definitely. I think I think it was good. I think it was a solid pick. Um, you know, for for sure, because because it, it wasn't wasn't the recent recent apples, but I think it definitely started up the apples, the apples phase trend, if you will. Yeah, certainly, and and something that I was very happy to see was that. Uh, it, it hasn't been adopted by absolutely everyone in their breeding projects, so there's it's not completely oversaturated. So I agree. I think it still definitely stands the test. And uh, you know, shout out to Lump Status. It's a cool one for sure, and the, the flower is really nice. I've seen it used in a lot of projects. The next thing I wanted to mention, though, was when I asked you last year about the clone of the year, your guess was the jealousy from JBZ. And guess what? Leafly's just come out. And called it their strain Uh-oh. of the year. So, <laughs> what's interesting is we sort of made this same point around three years ago when we first predicted the upsurge of runs when it came out. And then, what do you know? Leafly strain of the year the following year. So, I guess at this point, it's safe to say we're not doing too bad on the old betting odds, are we? No, I think uh, if I was a betting a betting man, which I, which I generally am, I do I do play the cryptos. Uh, <laughs> I would I would definitely put our money on us to uh, to 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 pick it, but you know, not to not to blow my own horn here, but when you're in the industry and you're in the seed business, you're in the seed game, and you see what's coming in and day in and day out, and see all the new strains and what's on the market. You know, it's kind of uh, it's 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 humbling and it's and it's cool to be able to hit things on the head sometimes. Of course, of course. If we move on and we look at our hottest newcomer, uh, we had Bloom Seed Co. really solidifying himself as, you know, in that tier one breeder list nowadays. I can definitely get behind that. I think Bloom's sort of gone from strength to strength, now doing some uh, collabs with Boston Roots. Definitely. And uh, I, I just had, what was his, maple... Uh, maple. Oh, the black maple hybrids? Black, black maple, yeah, that had that re- that line release. Uh, just sold the last pack of those the other day. Uh, those were uh, hot commodity, definitely a big pack. Um, he's a good guy. Uh, he likes fast cars, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he I've seen there, right? that. He's got some nice parts on his Instagram. Well, there you go. Yeah, shout out to Bloom for that one. In terms of our most anticipated seed drop last year, we had Crickets and Cicada, Mr. Bob and Hannah Bolt with their Puck Backcross 1 line. I think it's safe to say we can stand by that one pretty firmly. Yeah, that's uh, that's a, a given. That was, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh uh, he's, he's, he happens to be in the running for this year with his BC3, in fact. So, Yeah, they've gone from strength to strength. Yeah, at least for, for, for me, that was, uh, was a hot one for this year, for sure. Almost shut my website down. <laughs> that's it. That's good to hear. So, 
Uh, in terms of our Hall of Fame strain, we had Blueberry from DJ Short. You know, I don't think it needs too much said there. Clearly, Hall of Fame worthy strain. Yeah, I mean, everybody's anybody smoked blueberry when they were growing up. I think. I mean, you know, they had even if it wasn't the true blueberry, you you got you were given a bag and it was told it was blueberry. You know, I mean, you know, it smelled like it may smell like hay sometimes. It wasn't. It was clearly beasters, but they told you it was blueberry. So <laughs> it was one of those the first knocked off strain, if you will. Yeah, gosh, must be knocked off more than basically anything, right? Yeah, pretty much. I remember. God, I remember. Did you guys ever have beasters over in Australia? You know what I'm talking about beasters. I think yeah, it, we got the equivalent. Yep. I think they, it later came out to be like a like a M38 or 27 or something from Canada, but uh, horrible, horrible weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. M39 or whatever, that skunk cross NL, fast flower. Um, and then uh, we also gave a Lifetime Achievement Award to Mel Frank for all of his work. So I think, again, that one stands the test. So looking back, pretty happy with those results. I don't think we've got egg on our face in any real meaningful regard. So... Let's move on to the awards for this year. I think a good place to start, we always like to start, we're not always, but we, last year, I should say, I listened to the episode before this, so it's just fresh in my mind. <laughs> last year, we started with clone of the year. So I think it's a good place to start again. Let's do some honorable mentions before we actually announce the winner. So for me, I want to start out by giving uh, an honorable mention to something that I don't think many people will expect which is that I want to give an honorable mention to RS11, bred by Deep East, an undeniably popular commercial strain. The Doja crew has repped this one. They've done super well with it. They're on the record of saying that the clone drop was the most successful in history. Doing, I think they said it was like one and a half million or something. It, it beat JBZ's Jealousy one. And it's a beautiful flavor that really sort of incorporates uh, the, the best aspects of the parents being the pink guava and the OZ Kush. So, yeah, I want to give an honorable mention uh, to the Rainbow Sherb 11, you know, super popular. Shout out Deep East. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I remember you know, uh, uh, when I first saw that strain come across the list, I thought it was Roadkill Skunk. I was like, you got somebody's got a roadkill skunk. How dare they? How dare they? And then I saw, then I saw Gromer working with the Thug Buck. He had a, a, a drop this year with uh, with with PBX, uh, BX, and he had the RS. And I was like, he's got a roadkill skunk. I was like, oh no, it's a rainbow shirt. Yeah, good good strain though for sure. I've seen that everywhere. Uh, Exotics got using using it coming up, and a lot of people have been using it. I thought it was roadkill skunk. Obviously, clearly not. <laughs> no look i can i can understand the confusion so yeah a shout out to the doja crew and all that another honorable mention i want to give is to archive fletcher for the rainbow belts 3.0 the next installment in the rainbow belt series from archive many people are still infatuated and in love with the flavor of the rainbow belts and for good reason it's very terpy with a little something special on top of that. So if you're into that Skittles dimension of flavor, this has got that plus more, as well as super aesthetic, a very popular clone and seed release. Shout out to Archive for the Rainbow Belts 3.0. Yeah, definitely. I had I had people calling me. They're like, hey, you got any Rainbow Belts in your safe? You got any Rainbow Belts? I was like, no, why? Why want those? You're like, oh, man, I need it. I need it. So uh, definitely, uh, you know, Fletch always comes correct with uh, serious strains. He's been in the game longer than... And most people I know um, definitely does it for the right reasons. Uh, and he's one of those guys that has a, he's got a rec, he's got a rec license. So he can run the numbers, find what he wants to run, find what's good, find what works for him. And then, uh, you know, rest on the shelf, so to say. 
100%. And then the final honourable mention I want to give is to none other than Boston Roots for the Sherbanger clone. This one has started to make its way into many more gardens after being held for a, a couple of years now. Uh, the plant's been used by many, and he's got some notable collabs going down with uh, the likes of Bloom, which we've already mentioned. So that's cool. Shout out to Boston Roots for his Sherbanger. Uh, for for sure. Um, I I, I got to give a, a couple of shouts out real quick, at least at least one. Um, it's going to be for Exotic and his work with the Gary Poppins, which is the Gary Payton crossed with Red Pop. Yeah, I had seen that one do well. Yeah, we we sold a whole bunch of that. Maybe you know four or five hundred packs of that thing. That thing was 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 a hot hot commodity. Um, uh, and also he had this this year. Uh, he also had his Red Runs. That's true. I've seen people in Australia harvesting that and it looks great. So not only have they bought it, I've seen the flower on Instagram. It looks good. So shout out to Exotic Mike. So let's get to the winner this year. The winner is... Uh, clone only of the year goes to none other than Apples and Bananas from Chris Compound. Apples and Bananas has undeniably been the biggest clone of the year for the 2022 period, in my opinion. We have seen a number of breeders, not just Chris, using it in their projects, not just as female acceptors, but also even other people reversing it themselves, like Raw and Lit Farms, just to name a few. It's got an undeniable nose that has the ability to dominate any bag it's in. It seriously reminds me of that sort of tangy thing where it just fully cuts through the rest. And the bud structure, in my opinion, beautiful. That spiraling calyx sort of pyramidal or fractal looking structure, I really like it. Beautiful stuff. The high is great. Composed of some interesting genetics, now and laters, crossed to gelati. This one I find particularly interesting because it utilizes some unique work from Sin City, who yet again have proven themselves as the breeder's breeder, with their work also notably appearing in JBZ's Wedding Cake. So, apples and bananas is hot in every dispensary you go to, especially cookies. Not surprising, given Chris helped curate their menu, but you'll find it in many of the exotic-style brands, pushing it for good reason. It's really high-quality bud. Lots of people growing with it. Lots of people breeding with it. What's your thoughts, Mister Bean? Agree? Disagree? Uh, agree. Apples and bananas was was huge last year. Um, and twenty twenty two was it was just a, it was it was a big strain. We saw it coming at, at the end of the Emerald Cup with with the big lines, the Emerald Cup. Uh, when, when, I, when I met with Chris down there, and that whole kind of snafu that happened. Of course, Chris is no longer with Compound now. Um, he and them split ways. Uh, at the beginning uh, of this year, he put a post out. He's now Cipher Genetics, which you know. But um, that apples and bananas it was it was it was money, and uh, the cross on it. I've got it as I've just got the, the full thing written out on my on the website. I was just like, it's not it's not just two. I've got it as four, which is Platinum Cookies, Granddaddy Perps, that cross, and the Blue Power, which gives us now and later is that cross back to Gelati. Actually, sorry. So that Platinum Cookies, Granddaddy Purple. That's that's incorrect. It's sorry, like it, it's correct, but instead of saying that, they should say what it actually is, which is it's um it's Candyland. That's what Platinum Cookies Granddaddy Purple is. <laughs> yeah, what I think the most interesting part, which I mentioned before, is like um yet again Sin City sneaking their work into one of the hottest strains utilized by another big breeder. Yeah, Don's Don's a great dude. I've, I've known him since 2014. Probably hooked up with him at Denver Cup. 
Uh, we sell a lot of his gear. We have Sin City Saturdays, 20% off down stock. But he's been putting out a lot of good work for a long time. Uh, usually always does merch with each release and, you know, tests his work and does a lot of solid, solid stuff. Uh, so what's your thoughts? Agree, disagree, apples and bananas? I think you already answered it, actually. Am I, am I just too stoned right now? Yeah, no, answered it. Uh, it's definitely the, I mean, it was the hottest strain last year for sure. Like I said, we saw it coming through the end of the Emerald Cup lines of people and stuff and, and you know it's also just for that for the history books it's odd how you know that cut was out before he even did the seed release so you know because i got to do with kill people over that not being the real deal and find out it was a real deal and just a whole bunch of problems there with that uh that whole but you know that you know good story makes a great strain they say well, I, I strongly suspect that um, the cut getting out before the seed drop happened is maybe one of the factors that led to Chris's ultimate split from Compound. Yeah, I mean, if I was, you know, if just let's say I was a breeder working with a tissue culture lab, hypothetically, if somehow my cut started to get out and I didn't give them to anyone, I would be pissed. I would, I would, you know, you got to figure out, you got to start going backwards and be like, well, if I didn't give them out, how the hell did they get out? Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting stuff. So, on to our next award. Let's do the hottest newcomer on the scene. So, this award historically does not go to people where it's, say, like their first year breeding. In past years, we've had winners such as Bloom, Soulfire, AK Bean Brains. And I think the idea of this award is more to acknowledge that people who are notable names within the industry have very much established themselves in that next sort of level. Uh, if you're going to say tiers, establishing themselves as a, the next tier of breeder in a higher status where you know that their offerings are generally quite high quality and uh, they've made some waves over the past few years. So to start off, I want to give the first shout out I want to give, the honorable mention, is to none other than Tiki Man. I actually think he's had a super productive year doing a bunch of collabs with some cool people, including the likes of Raw and Umami Seed Co. And he's had a number of successful releases in his own right. I've got some friends who have found some killer stuff in his gear. I think Tiki Man deserving of an honorable shout out. Definitely. I think I just saw him had a collab with uh, Super Seed Co. I think they did something, had a had release. Uh, but no, it's. So it looks like he's, got, he's, he's been killing it, it looks like. Uh, we met him two years ago, I believe, at Emerald Cup. Talked with him for a bit. Uh, seemed like a real nice guy. But uh, yeah, his, his, uh, I've seen a lot of his stuff. Looks like it's uh, looks like it's coming out like fire. Yeah. Shout out, Tiki Man. Likewise, another honorable mention I want to give to my buddy, Skunk Tech, who's done some great work with both the headband, doing some feminized hybrids, as well as doing some root beer work in the form of uh, BX2s and the root beer freeze work. Really cool work overall. Many people excited about it. So, honorable shout-out, Skunk Tech. Nice. I've got one uh, honorable, honorable, honorable mention, a guy that I think is uh, up and coming. It's going to be Nasha Genetics, N-A-S-H-A. Uh, they had a really good year with, that, with this year. They had a runs drop early in June. Um, had their Oreo runs, their Rocky runs, and their runs crashers. Uh, really good. And then their Gushers drop, which happened uh, late December. Um, it's actually on the website now. Uh, I had the Miracle Gushers, Apple Gushers, Ivory Gushers. Um, so we're gonna edit the we're gonna edit that out. <laughs> so, 
Bill. Uh, Nash Genetics with their Gushers drop, and the Gushers, uh, they did that, the Gushers drop in June, and that saw the Miracle Gushers, Apple Gushers, Ice Gushers. Um, then they just had their Runs drop recently, and that's uh, available on the website right now. And that had like the Rocky Runs, the Oreo Runs, you know, Runs Crasher. Um, really frosty stuff, great packaging, great guys. Um, we did an interview with him uh, it's on the website there. His name is Ran, um, real cool guy. But uh, he's sold a lot of gear, and a lot of people have been really happy with this stuff. Love it. Shout out Nasha. Love to hear it. I think they've actually got a um, a hardcore OG hybrid or some work they've done with hardcore OG in the past, which has piqued my curiosity. So shout out there. Yes, they do. In fact, I was going to mention it, but I was like, ah, no one's going to know the hardcore. It's like hardcore gushers or something. It's hardcore gushers. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's an OG that I've sort of popped up more recently. I've been keeping my eye on. So this brings us to the hottest newcomer on the scene award. This year, it's going to go to someone who is, in fact, fairly new on the block and someone who I think has been making waves and they themselves may be a bit surprised to hear this because I've never spoken to them. But uh, I want to actually give it to Blockhead Buds. If you have been paying attention, you will likely have seen Blockhead Buds making waves. And I first heard about him about 12 months ago when I saw a number of cannabis cups being won in either first or second place, often multiple samples in the top five for a strain called Superboof. And I was like, what's this? And you sort of start following it and eventually it got renamed to Blockberry. And Blockhead Buds is the creator of this cross. It's, it's a strain that's comprised of black cherry punch by Tropicana Cookies. So it's obviously boasting like a super terpy high. But the difference and the reason why this is so popular is that it's also potent with a unique twist on the flavor. It's very mercine dominant, but it translates to like, you know, that typical strong citrus nose, but it's also got like an earthy cherryness to it, which is really interesting. So this one grabs your attention with both the nose, but it also keeps you focused and interested in the effect. So much so that it's been winning cups left and right. As I mentioned, it's often taking out multiple spots in the top five, such as the New York Growers Cup, where it took both first and third by two different growers respectively entering their Blockberry samples. There's also been a number of other cups won, but I think the most interesting twist in this saga is that Mr. Blockhead himself thought he had given away slash lost the last of the F1 stock, so he wasn't going to be able to produce any F2s or breed with males. He just had his breeder cut. However, recently he put a post up saying he got sent some seed back from a friend he had sent some of the F1s to, and so there's now some more projects on the horizon, including maybe an F2 line. He's done some cool other breeding projects utilizing males such as a Triangle Kush BX1, Lemon Rosé, and Blueberry Frosting, just to name a few. So a big shout out to Blockberry Buds, particularly for his Blockberry Cross, otherwise known as Superboof. Hugely popular. I suspect you're going to see it more over the coming 12 months. Mr. Bean, what's your thoughts? Uh, I, I haven't seen the Blockberry Buds, but I have seen the Superboof. And so I was like, oh, that's the guy. But uh, yeah, it's got one of those names. You're just kind of like, oh, what the super poop? What the what? Um, but no, so the cross sounds great. Like, I, I would love to dab some right now, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, get some of that, my dabber. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, sounds like some good stuff. I've, I've, I've taken note of it, sir, and I shall be in contact. Yeah, I like, um, I like all those points.
Alrighty, gang. We're back for another one. And in this episode, we are extremely grateful to have none other than Blockhead Buds joining us today to accept his award. So, to start off, a big congrats, Blockhead, for taking out the hottest new breeder on the Block Award. Thanks for joining us. How are you doing today? That's awesome, man. Thank you. I'm doing well. Thanks for uh, thanks for giving me. I didn't, I didn't even know that uh, I was up for the running. So, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. That that's brilliant. I have to I have to give you some kudos because in in past years the hottest newcomer on the block award it actually never really went to anyone who was sort of like in their first year or anything like that. It was sort of people who'd been making little waves but had managed to really establish themselves. But I think you're the first person in the three or four years we've been doing this where it seems like you truly have just like busted down the door of the industry and charged in. How's that feel? Oh man. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds awesome. I love it. Um, I've actually, I've kind of been doing certain things for a long time. I'm a little bit older, but yeah. So I think it's just kind of all come to fruition at once. So yeah, it, uh, feels great. So I don't even know, like, how does this, how does it, how did it work with you guys? Like, how do you guys come up with, you know, the new breeder or whatever? Like, cause you guys are out in Australia. So there's only maybe a couple people that have had my seeds out there. So is it for like, continental us is just out in australia or like how do you guys come up with the with the winners or whatever great question we are um largely speaking an international show and i uh you, you put me in the hot seat here largely speaking the awards are determined by both myself and i have uh, james bean of seeds here now one of our grateful sponsors um he also helps guide the selection a bit but i think together we were both so blown away by how well uh, Superbooth, aka Blockberry, has done over the past year that it was sort of undeniable that, um, you know, amongst all the people who were not already really well-known breeders, that you you certainly have elevated yourself to that level. And as a quick caveat, um, one of my one of my buddies on Instagram, Ozgrown, he's been he's got this beautiful cut of the Blockberry F ones, and and I have to acknowledge yes. he was part of what put me onto that because I was like, this looks interesting, and then and then it just all exploded. Have you found um, that sort of organic growth has been the reception you've got? Yeah. So here's the thing that guy, I, I, I'm pretty positive. I know who you're talking about. So he was like one of maybe two people out in Australia to get the seeds. So uh, initially that whole project wasn't supposed to be a project. It was just something for me personally. So going back to what you and I were talking about a little earlier is that um, when I first started, I bought some seed packs. Right? I just wanted to kind of dip my toe in to see if i liked it you know what i mean like i've grown a little bit as a kid we would just throw bag seeds out in the out in the yard but all my plants would always get stolen i was a little kid probably talked about it you know what i mean so somebody would always rob your house steal it steal your plants so i never ever got to actually um harvest anything so in in california i'm in southern california so in california it went like fully legal so i was like all right well now nobody should be stealing my plants right so bought some seed packs and I was like, man, this is crazy to me. They were 150 bucks for a seed pack. And I was like, we used to get these things for free. Like, you know what I mean? Nobody wanted seeds. So I was like, wow, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to buy these. So I bought two packs. I bought a, uh, it was like papaya OG from, uh, Ani seeds. And then I bought, um, triangle Kush from seed junkie. So I bought those and then planted them went through my whole thing. And then, you know, piece by piece got bigger and bigger, started growing more and more and then went indoors because outdoors was just a, you know, bug fest. It was just, it was just a lot of work. Wasn't give you know, grew kind of boof, you know what I mean? Didn't have a market for it. So, um, but 
based on the fact that those seeds were so expensive to me, I was like $15 for one seed. So uh, maybe on my second or third pack, I bought Tropicana cookies and then I bought um, the black cherry punch from uh, in-house Tropicana cookies, another Oni and uh, Harry Palms creation. So I bought those, found a mail of the triangle or excuse me, of the, uh, of the Tropicana cookies. And I was like, I'm just going to make my own seeds that. So that's how that whole project happened. I was like, this is so expensive. They're freaking $15 per seed. I'm going to make thousands of them for free. And then that's it. So basically just, you know, found this banger mail, threw it on this, like, to me, it was like the terpiest black cherry punch that I had, you know, I had them do their thing. And I just got, you know, however many seeds, but that's how that project happened. It wasn't supposed to be anything other than just like a personal fun project. And I was just like, cool, I'm just going to bank these. And I probably was never going to pop them, to be honest with you. I was just, I just had them. And then that started my whole thing. So I started like, I would collect all kinds of seeds. I was kind of like a, I wouldn't say Pokemon, but like a record collector for seeds, <laughs> you know, I was a true seed junkie. So I started buying all these seeds and all that shit. And then uh, that guy, Mobile J and I were friends on Instagram. So we would trade seeds essentially. And so in one of those trades, I, I gave him like five of, of my, my little project. Didn't have a name or anything like that. So he actually popped them. So if it wasn't for him, I would have never popped them. So he popped them, threw them in the back of like his warehouse or his, his basement, I think at the time. And then he's like, bro, you gotta, you gotta check this out, dude. These things are, these things are crazy. Like he just, he forgot about them. And then he started sending me videos and I'm like, holy shit. And it looked like a lot better than a lot of the stuff that we had been going through and growing. I was like, God damn. So I got to pop my seeds. Right. So he kind of started the whole thing. He was like, the per- he would, uh, I, I kind of liken him to like a doja and me being like DEO farms. So he was like the hype man. He was the guy that started selling all the clones. He named it super booth. I never named it that. He, that's just a little side topic, but um, he called it super booth. It's kind of like a joke. He was like razzing me a bit, you know? And then um, <laughs> he started cutting them out, sending them to everybody. And he's in Michigan. So he started the whole thing in Michigan. He was just like, you guys got to get that. He was selling them clones and everything. So that's kind of how it spread. And then from there, I popped my own seeds in my own little hunt, got my breeder cut. And then that's kind of how the whole thing started. And then the seeds coming to you guys, like I, like I said, I didn't have, I only had like one plant and it wasn't like a, you know, it wasn't supposed to be a project per se, but then like people started seeing all this stuff on Instagram and mobile J started getting a bigger and bigger following. And so like all kinds of people started hitting me up. So I was like, fuck it. What I mean, they're just going to sit in my fridge anyways. Right. So I was like, might as well get these out to the world. By the time I'll go through these, I'll be a hundred years old. You know what I mean? Like there was no way I was ever going to have time to pop all of them. Plus all the stacks of seed that I collected. So that's how I started selling them. And then I remember the guy in Australia was like two guys, I think, but yeah, he actually popped them. So he has, he has his own, uh, phenos, by the way. So his aren't super boof and his aren't my breeder. Cut. And I keep telling people, I'm like, there's so many bangers in there. So Jay, he found his super boof cut off of five seeds. I also did five seeds and uh, I got my breeder cut. And I think I got like two or three males. One was, and then the, and mine was by, by default. I had a, a female that hermed and then that was it. And then the other one was the breeder cut. I was like, sweet. And then his, he, he had uh, mobile J had like three females, two males. And then he said all three were bangers, but he only kept the one cause he didn't have room or something like that. Wow. What, what an organic story. But yeah. So you guys have your, you guys actually have your own stuff out there. That's different from mine and from the super booth cut. So you guys have your own stuff. So I'm like, I'm, I'm excited to try it too. If, if I ever get out to Australia for sure. 
Yeah, right on, you know, and uh, goes without saying, huge shout out, Osgrown, the the homie down under who's uh, growing those out. That's him. Yeah, it looks beautiful. And and that story, so much about that, which is so organic and beautiful, and it speaks to the fact that, you know, some of the best strains are, are not exactly all fully planned out on paper, and, you know, sometimes they're just these sort of little happy accidents. Yep. I'd love to quickly ask you, what stimulated you to change the name from Superbooth to Blockberry? Never changed the name. So I actually called it Blockberry and he didn't like that name. He being Mobile J. So he, and since he was like the, the, uh, the, uh, uh, what's his name? The DJ Khaled. No, yeah. He's like, yeah. So he's like the DJ Khaled. So yeah, him being the hype man, him being, you know, he already had like way more followers than I did. He was like, that was what he was doing just for his career. You know what I mean? He was the one that named it Superboof. I never named it that. It was never supposed to be that. Initially, it was a joke. Um, and then the, the name stu- stuck and now it's kind of in the lexicon now. So at this point, I don't have any, um, ego about it. Like I you can call it whatever you want. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, it is what it is. It's already out there, but you know, I just want to make sure that people know that that actually wasn't the name. He named it that as like a Raz. And then, but yeah, so Blockberry was the initial name. And he said, he was like, that name sucks. Cause like, we were like, he was like a little brother. You know what I mean? He's kind of like a little, a little bratty brother. Like when we first started, like, yeah hanging out kicking it you know what i mean but yeah um so he he named it that (laughs) i never named it that there you go i love it that makes sense that makes sense um and i would love to ask you i saw recently you put a post up talking about having gotten some of the f1s back and maybe doing some future line work yes yeah tell me a bit about that did you sort of accidentally lose them and then get them back or how did that all work no so yeah so i sold you know, basically the bulk of them off. Cause like I said, they were just sitting in my fridge and I was like, I already have my winner. You know what I mean? I was like, I don't really need to do anything besides this. Um, but I know, so from the black cherry punch, there was, uh, it had blueberry bread terps. It was like blueberry muffins. It was insane. So, uh, most of the blackberry, um, I guess, phenos from what I have, uh, they have tangy terps, right? So, but I know that there's the blueberry outliers, because uh jay had one he said dude he's like i had one he's like i should have never tossed it so i'm looking for the blueberry turps right so anyhow so i gave and sold out pretty much all my seeds i had i think i kept like 30 or 40 for myself um and then those 40 that i got back or those ones that i got back were from a homie in the bay area that i sent to um because like i said at first it was just it was just a passion project you know what i mean so i was just giving them out to homies like here dude pop them right so I sent him like 40 seeds and then he, he hit me up and he was like, Hey man, I still have those seeds. Like if you want to do a, a hunt and I was like, fuck yeah. So then he sent them back. So that's how that happened. So, um, currently just so you know, I'm doing a, a fem release right now. So they're, uh, they're baking right now. So I'm going to do some S ones of the blackberry. So, and then a bunch of other fem crosses. Um, so the, cause everybody's asking for fems, right? So I'm going to do that. And then the F2, I've got a couple of fem projects on the way. And then after that, I'm going to be looking for some F2s. So it'll be probably next year by the time we find something, but they're coming. Beautiful. I love that. And, uh, yeah, certainly seems like there's a lot of demand for fems at the moment. And you, you gave me a perfect segue because I, I wanted to ask you, I noticed you did work with some other males. One of them that caught my eye was... Uh, the blueberry frosting. Can you tell us a little bit about that one? Oh yeah. So that's from a guy. He's uh is uh his handle on IG is Party Time Farms. So uh same kind of thing. Like we've been kind of homies through Instagram. 
um, I don't know what happened, but somehow we started chatting and I was talking to him about getting blueberry terps, right? Blueberry are great. And then uh, he was like, oh, I got this mail. Da, 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 da. He was basically just telling me about it. And he was like, he's like, I'll send you some, I'll send you some pollen. I was like, no way. So he ended up sending me some flour, some pollen, and like a shit ton of his new blueberry frosting crosses. I was like, dude, thank you so much. Like he's such he's such a badass. He just sent it to me. Um, most people talk a good game in this industry, you know what I mean? But they never do shit. So this guy actually did it. I was like, wow. So and then, you know, anyhow, so that's where I got the pollen from. And the blueberry frosting, I believe, is like wedding crasher crossed with blueberry cookies forum cut or something like that. But that's his creation. So we just did it as like a collab. I was like, here, I'll just give you seeds. You know what I mean? So it was kind of real. It was really loose. Um, crazy part is he just took off. I think he's in like Colombia now. So he's not even, I've been hitting him up like, Hey dude, where can I send you these seeds? <laughs> Ghost. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's, so that's how that, uh, that project kind of started. And um, turns out I crossed the Holly Berry, which is ice cream cake crossed with blackberry. I crossed that with the blueberry frosting and it does have blueberry terps. So I'm like super excited about it. So I still have some, uh, some of that pollen I'm going to do and use on some other strains, but uh, yeah, I'm excited for that one for sure. That's incredible. And you've, you've got me wondering as time gone has gone by, I've realized more and more that largely speaking, you can divide people into sort of, you know, this is very simplistic, but two camps of flavor. People are either more into the gassy stuff or more into the fruity stuff sounds like you're like myself and you're more into the fruity stuff. Is that how you would put it or is it not quite that clear cut? Oh, no. I did a full gas line. Um, it hasn't taken off because people haven't popped the seeds. And I'm like, at, uh, I keep doing more and more seed projects. So, I haven't got to hunt them myself. myself. But uh, I did this whole Triangle Kush cross line. And it was from the actual Triangle Kush from my very first seed pack from Seed Junkie. It was a T- uh, Triangle Kush BX1. Um, so I do have some super gnarly gas right now, uh, that I did hunt. So I've got, um, I don't know if you've heard of the soap. So I crossed the soap to triangle kush. That's one of them. That's like super gnarly. I also have, uh, uh, it's gorilla butter F2, AKA white truffle cut. I did that. I crossed it with uh blockberry and then I only got a couple seeds out of it, popped that. And then I crossed that to triangle kush. And then I only got a couple seeds out of that as well. So I have that one. It's insane. Just heavy, heavy gas. So, um, no, I don't just like fruity. It just kind of is something that kind of started off that way. Um, and I still have a lot of uh, gas shit that I'm working on right now. Um, so it's not, yeah, it's, it's basically what I'm going to try and do is honestly, now at this stage, I have it all mapped out in my head. Hopefully it works. Um, I need to make strains that everybody can grow. I don't want to make it to where they're hard or finicky, or you have to be able to do A, B, and C to get it to yield or look right. A lot of the strains out there, especially the hype strains, either they don't yield or whatever. There's always something, right? They don't check all the boxes. So I'm working with a local facility here in San Diego and, um, they're, you know, professional facility They're They're on the legal side and they actually hit almost four light with my, with my breeder cut. And that's insane. The, the, the main guy there is like, dude, I've been growing for 20 plus years. I've never had anything like this in my life. So if I can get something to get three ish per light, three pounds per light with every type of turf profile, like that's it. That's what I'm trying to do. So I look for certain things. I want to make it so like, and if you talk to anybody, Blockberry slash Superboof, whatever, 
it's like the easiest plant they've ever grown. It yields super heavy. It's got great vigor, structure, et cetera. The flowers great, tastes great, smells great. You know what I mean? So basically what I'm trying to do at this stage is make, I already got the orange terps, right? So that's already, or tangerine, whatever. So I got the tangy terps down. Now I got the grapes or the, or excuse me, the blueberries. I'm going to try and do some grapes, uh, maybe papaya, and that'll be pretty much it for the fruits. And then I'm just going to do a bunch of different gas ones. And if everything works out the way I hope it will, then you know what I mean? Then it's going to be like, production strains left and right everybody's going to be stoked so that's that's the plan we'll see if it happens because breeding you never really know what you're going to get you know what i mean but you can hope yeah that that's brilliant and you sort of got me thinking you know it, it sounds as though you're helping step us out of the metaphorical corner that some people believe we're in in terms of like you know the hype strains are just getting smaller yielding and they're not great and they are you know it, yeah right and so i i wanted to know do you think that um, the sort of strains you're making that are, you know, yielding better and easier to grow, do you think they're going to become more popular or do you think that's just something only you will probably be able to do? Um, here's, the, here's the thing that I've been seeing too, exactly what you just said. All I see a lot of people doing that are current breeders are they just cross hype strain to hype strain and that's it. And then all these pictures that I'll see, there's these tiny little frosty buds, out like satellite sites, gangly. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't get it. Like for me, I want to grow best strains. So what I want to do personally, this is what I do is like, I'll look for the beast, right. That like has a big old frame structure, et cetera. Right. I want it to check pretty much every single box. And then I want to pair it with something that has maybe a little bit of different turf or whatever. So I'll look for something that has like a weakness and I'll, Oh, this one has that weakness in it. So then I'll breed those two. That's kind of the way I look at it. So blueberry frosting, I don't think anybody's ever heard of this cause it's not a hype strain, right? Holly berry I created. Um, there's, I'm not breeding hype strain to hype strain, although I'm going to have to uh, at some point, you know what I mean? To sell some seeds if I want, cause that's what people want. But I'm going to basically have to use a bunch of shit that nobody's ever heard of or that nobody gives a fuck about because I know that it's going to contribute. So to answer your question, yeah, eventually, um, in terms of on the legal side here, everybody needs yield. Prices of tax here in, in, in uh, California and America in general are going down. So the days of these one to two pound of light, super frosty little buds are going to be over. Like people can't get by anymore. So they need to maximize their space. That's why I want to make it. So it's like they can grow it because here's the other key thing. As a breeder, people will look at your shit. They'll, they'll, maybe they suck as a grower. I don't know what they're doing. Right. So like if I can make it shine and I beat it up cause I go through all this testing and whatnot, I make it, you know, I try to fuck it up as hard as I can to make sure it's stable. And then if I can make it shine, and I'm, I want everybody to make a shine. And so certain people will start talking shit on the breeder, even though they may or may not know what the fuck they're doing. Right. So, so I want to make it to where it's virtually impossible for them to fuck it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause they're always gonna be like, Oh, it hermed. Well, maybe, maybe it's cause you made it herm. You know what I mean? Or it did this or did do that, whatever. Like maybe it's cause of you, maybe it's cause of me, maybe, you know, but I want to make sure before that it's going to be like as easy to grow as possible so that everybody can have success from the small hobbyist tent grower to the, you know, facilities. And then in the production strain world, they're going to need these heavy yielding strains that check all the boxes to stay afloat. Wow. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. I, I love that, that there's a, a specific conscious focus on 
trying to make it easier for the grower. And, and every point you said is uh, a totally relevant, but it's interesting because as you said, you know, other breeders may recognize some of those issues, but maybe not necessarily actively trying to combat them through their breeding. So that's really cool to hear. Honestly, don't see, I don't, yeah, I honestly don't see anything. Like I just saw a clone drop today from um, compound genetics and like their, their picture that they're showing, it just looks like a little baby bud looks like a side branch. And I'm like, damn, that's like the best picture that they have. And they're putting that as like, you know, here's our clone drop, et cetera. I'm like, damn, like to me, just already, I, I just wouldn't get it. You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't, cause I know it's not going to yield. You know what I mean? I'm like, and everybody. And so, I'm, you know, yeah, but yeah, you're right, man. Everybody, everybody, I don't think anybody, I don't know what's in everybody's head, but from what I see from the end products, it's literally just hype strain to hype strain. And a lot of it is not even like. I don't know what they're thinking. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't know. I think a lot of people are just throwing shit against the wall to see if it sticks. I don't know if they have plans or not. Um, but yeah, I don't, I try to just stay in my own lane. I just trying to do, you know, what I'm doing. So, um, but yeah, a lot of hype to hype. So that's what I'm trying to stay away from. Man, that's brilliant. I love that. And um, I think we're going to have to definitely get you on for a, a sort of extended show on, on your, your work. I, I'd love to chat more. I think that that pretty much sums up the questions I had for you in regards to this award. In terms of the final thing, I'd love to know, what do you think is going to be the next big flavor that's going to dominate the industry? Oh, that's a, Yeah, that's a good one. So basically, from where it stands now, at least here... Um, Everybody likes gas, it seems, right? Uh, and 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 nobody likes, or everybody has their own flavors of this. Let's let's just say that everybody likes their own flavors. So, what everybody I think wants currently right now is a is a gassy candy strain that also so, but that those don't really exist. Usually, there's going to be like the gassy strains are usually like lower yielding from from my experience. Um, harder to grow. Uh, sometimes they don't look that great. And then, you know what I mean? So it's hard. So they basically want the best of both worlds. So if somebody wants, I think the, the newest thing will be whoever comes up with like this candy, gassy, super heavy yielding, covered in trichomes that also has power, right? That's the other key thing. Like a lot of these strains, they'd say, oh, they're not, they're not that powerful or whatever. It, it'll check like three boxes. You know what I mean? So, um, in terms of the turp profile, I would say a candy gas, like a still fruit, but like heavy gas, if that's even, I don't even know if it's possible though. You know, like I've had some stuff where it kind of almost checks those boxes, but it doesn't, doesn't check them all. So I think that's going to be the next wave, but I don't know, man. It's kind of like asking like, you know, does everybody like IPAs? You know, some people like crisp beers, lagers, some people like IPAs, some people like stouts, you know, or ice cream. So I don't know. We'll see though. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what takes off. I love that. So, again, a huge congratulations on winning the hottest newcomer on the block award to Blockhead of Blockhead Genetics. What, what did I win? Yeah, good question, right? We'll send you a uh, – I'll, I'll, I'll paint something up in um, Microsoft Paint for you. A little e-card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. I can't wait for that. Um, so before we wrap up, did you have any general comments or shout outs you wanted to make? For sure. So, um, shout out to mobile J, uh, for basically popping the seeds, right? Let's start off there. Uh, I, without him and he, he and I have had these conversations multiple times without him, I probably would have never popped them without him. I probably would have never even started anything that I've started. You know what I mean? So, uh, big ups to Jay, um, shout out to, uh, 
man, shout out to uh, Harry Palms, right? Because without him, there would have been no Tropicana cookies. Shout out to in-house. There would have been no Black Cherry Punch for me. Um, let's just let's start there. There's a ton of shout outs, but uh, yeah, I'll just, I'll just kind of leave it in the, in the, uh, in that for the Blockberry. You know what I mean? So shout out to those group. Uh, for starting what they started and, and, you know, for letting me fuck with it, you know what I mean? And, and creating Blockberry. Yeah. That sounds like a, a very well-earned shout out. So thank you so much Blockhead for joining us today and congrats again on the award. For sure. Thanks brother. Congrats hottest newcomer on the scene. Shout out Blockhead Buds. So, on to our next award. We have the hottest seed drop of the year. So, to start off, let's give some honorable mentions. I want to give, as mentioned earlier, an honorable mention to Crickets and Cicada for their Puck Backcross 2 work, which has garnered a lot of success, utilizing males such as the Puck to create the BX or the BC3, also using a, a, a skunk as well as an alternative shoreline skunk clone, two different Sensi star cuttings, Bubba Kush, and more. They've done really well on the back of last year's Breeder of the Year Award and building a continuation of the puck line work they've been doing. So, huge shout-out, honourable mention to Crickets and Cicada. Likewise, I want to give an honourable mention to Exotic Mike, for his power Sherb work, definitely causing some waves. Uh, being popular, I know Mr. Bean's a big fan of it. Mike breeds with many of his own creations, which I give him credit for. Many breeders line up comprises mostly clones they were likely gifted. However, Mike does pheno hunt his own work and breed forward with it, which is a cool feature. Mr. Bean, got any honorable mentions for the hottest seed drop of the year? Uh, yeah, well, for, for, for me, I'd definitely shout out to Mike on those. Um, you know, it's, it's cool to have been with him from the start so to say like you know we were distributing for him since 2013 and not from the start he's going to start breeding in like 2009 right um so we, we've been with him for a long time anyhow uh and it's cool just to see his work evolve and 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 now start to see it in a lot of other people's work and and, and it being like like one of the like you're, you're not surprised like you're like wow they're, he's using mics kind of this so, well I'm not surprised, right? Like it's just it's you'd be surprised if you if they didn't have one of Mike's cuts in it in their in their lineup, so to say. Um, so it's just kind of cool to, to to mention that one. Uh, then for 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 me this year, Mike had a lot of great, good drops with us. Had had those two drops that were were went really really well. Um, the uh, the uh, red pop drop and the red runs drop. But for me this year, it, it definitely is going to be the crickets and cicadas. Uh, the the puck BC three drop. Um, I couldn't keep that thing in stock. I was calling. I was calling old Bob every other day. <laughs> I was sending him emails. Hey, it was sold out. You crashed my site down. Can I get some more of those? <laughs> so check your mailbox. Can I get some more of those. So yeah, I felt felt like you know a bit like uh, two gums Tommy at one point. Hey man, you got any more of those? That BX three. So we were happy. We were happy to have that in, and you know it helped. Like I said, I met him last year and. He gave me a big jar of that shit, and it just kept knocking me in. The, it kept knocking my dick in the dirt every time I smoked it. I couldn't figure out what the hell was wrong with me for like a month. I was like, oh, it's probably this weed that's on my desk now that I'm smoking. Uh, just couldn't function. It was just serious, serious weed. So that's you know, one of the ones that I most looked forward to. And um, you know, I put I put a bunch of packs aside. Uh, that one, and of course, shout out to Thug Pug. Um, he's back. Uh, he, he's got you know, he's, he's over his surgery now. He's feeling a lot better. Still honoring as hell, but feeling a lot better. Um, and he had his uh, peanut butter BX 
backdrop. Um, we are actually doing a pre-sale of that right now. It was redrop because he ran out of the first one, so he did another one. Um, and it's been two months and three months in the making. Uh, so we'll have that. Uh, he has that RS11. <laughs> Rainbow Sherb, not, not Roadkill Skunk. Uh, uh, so those were two, two really good drops. But uh, where, where, where are you going with this one? Yeah, I was going to say shout out, Groma. Glad to hear you're doing well after the surgery. I think that um, overall for this year, the winner for me was was pretty obvious and it feels like almost sandbagging a bit. But the hottest seed dropper this year, I think, is undeniably Chris Compound's Apples and Bananas. Its success was simply unparalleled. The Compound drop garnered a huge amount of support and attention even featuring NFT drops to accompany them and some top-shelf pricing. The drops sold out extremely quickly and from what we both saw at the Emerald Cup, had people lining up around the corner for it. High Times has in fact recently named Pink Certs its strain of the year for 2022, which was included in this Apples and Bananas drop. Other notable strains from the drop included Gastro Pops, which has garnered a lot of popularity utilizing the White Runts Mother. And the overall success is a testament not only to the power of good marketing, which has undeniably played a role in the success, but also to how when good marketing combined with quality genetics will make for something truly special. Having tried the apples and bananas myself, I can say it's some beautiful herb, grapey, berry, sort of hard to describe at the same time. It dominates a bag and these hybrids are offering growers many of the best qualities of both. What's your thoughts, Mr. Bean? Apples and bananas. Uh, well, you know, it goes back to what, what I've always preached and said. Some of the some of the best guys, the guys that can run the numbers. It's, it's a numbers game, folks. It really is. Um, we can all go by the same clone. We're all going to have the same cut of the same clone of the same thing. Or we can run from seeds. And we're guaranteed something uniquely ours, something that nobody else has. And it's like baseball cards, right? You could have the you could have the first five pack. You could get that Babe Ruth. But, but Hank Aaron is always out there. Or you could collect cards for 10 years and pop 10,000 beats and never get it, right? It's always out there floating around. You could, there's always that better one. Um, and these these breeders at these giant facilities, you know, they have the opportunity to run 5,000 at a time. Um, and so when you're using that kind of numbers for pheno hunts, you're able to find that that that, that, that something, that's something different. Um, I've always heard breeders say that, you know, if, if you look for it, it's in there. Don't don't overdo it. Don't keep doing the line. If you it's It's in there. Just keep looking. What you want to find is there. Um, and so I think that, you know, they have these, the, the ability to run these giant populations and see these plants and see the subtle differences in them, um, to see that one that really sticks out, you know, I think that's, uh, it's truly special. And I think all the guys that have that ability definitely shine. hundred percent huge shout out and congratulations to the apples and bananas drop by Chris of compound genetics. Yeah, Chris Lynch. So, because now compound the, the other, there's two Chris's. There's Chris Lynch, and then there's the other Chris, which is also one of their scientist guys. And so now they like they just did a thing on Future Chemist Project. They were like, they said Chris with compound. And I was like, what? Chris with compound? No, he's along with fucking compound. And I look at the TV, and it's they keep saying Chris with compound, but it's not Chris compound. It's the other. It's this other Chris. Super smart. Uh, it's Chris from Node. Chris from Node Labs. Okay, interesting, interesting. So up next, we have got the Hall of Fame strain. What's what's your predictions? You got any got anything coming to mind for you? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I can I can talk about it. Like when you talk about what you want it to be, but I it, I was thinking about that. Like, what would be my Hall of Fame strain? But that that's just giving it up. That would just and I, I don't know what, what I would do like that. I would be, you know, uh, like ruining a future strain for us to talk about. I guess that's true. That's true. No, I like that angle. Okay, so the Hall of Fame strain for this year is Hayes by the Hayes Brothers in all of its incarnations. We have certainly seen a recent resurgence of popularity for Hayes. I think this initially got some momentum probably around the time Neville passed and the NL5 came back into the limelight. But more recently, with the advent of things like the Colombian Black Hayes or the PIF, as well as work by people like uh, Tom Hill and Mr. Bob's reproduction, we are seeing Hayes yet again more the focus of attention in the cannabis community zeitgeist. And it's a strain that I think is well worthy of the Hall of Fame. Work done by Sam and then the work of countless others around the world, the likes of Old Timer One and many other unsung heroes, Hayes is a truly special plant. I don't know if I can do it justice in just a few minutes, so I hope I can cover some of the main points, but... Hayes gave birth to a wave of smokers who pursued the euphoric and cerebral effects that Hayes has become iconic for. It is certainly a white whale in its own right. Claimed by countless OGs to be the pinnacle of smoking and combining some of the oldest building blocks the cannabis genome has to offer, Hayes truly is unlike any other strain. Having countless incarnations varying from mixes of pure Colombians through to Thai hybrids through to NL5 Hayes hybrids, it's made its mark on history without any doubt. A recent resurgence has been brought on by several people in the community. Notable OGs, the likes of Tom Hill, have launched into massive Hayes Fino hunts to show everyone just how kick-ass the Keeper Fino is that many have spoken so fondly about, as well as others, the likes of Mr. Bob, who has carried on the preservation work by continuing the Tom Hill's Hayes and releasing it commercially, as well as making a Hayes hybrid featuring Old Timer One's Hayes, Tom Hill's Hayes, and Original Hayes. Descending originally from the Hayes brothers to Sam and then to the world, Hayes is truly something unique, something in its own category and something clearly worthy of the Hall of Fame category. Maybe more simply put, Hayes rules everything around me. What's your thoughts, Mr. Bean? Pretty awesome. I thought, uh, you know, I thought we were going a different direction with that one. I thought you were going with the Blue Dream, which is, you know, a, a Hayes derivative, you, you could say. Um, but uh, the Hayes is a, is a classic, wonderful choice. Um, the Hayes brothers got that thing, uh, uh, 12 to 16 week strain. Um, most people don't grow it out or won't grow it out because they don't have the time for it. Um, super, uh, super huge. Uh, it's like it, it stretches like no other. <laughs> like you're right um so uh so it's very uh you know definitely you know, like, like that strong um super cat pissy smell but it's definitely definitely something that's been worked um by many people and and, and uh um, i don't i don't know that many people nowadays have smoked a haze a lot of the new 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 smokers i don't believe have um because i don't believe that shops pay for the haze and today's growing economy of you know you, you know that that plant has to pay for its way um a 16 week strain or a 12 week strain uh doesn't really pay its bills to be there next to an eight week strain you're going to pay the same price per per pound price per, per gram 
So, uh, but the hazes are phenomenal. Um, like I said, it's, it's, I just, uh, I don't know many people that can grow them or that have them because they, they do take so it's such a long time, but it's worth the wait for sure. Uh, that it is, but you know what, what is it? Those who are patient are rewarded. I'm excited to try to get into some of it myself in the near future, but again, a big congrats to the strain haze and all those associated with it. So many people, so many unsung heroes. I'm not doing it justice, but everyone who's played a role, thank you so much. Yeah, just, just I mean, because 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 those guys weren't they, they weren't pheno hunting in the '60s, right? Because that's where I mean, we can talk. The haze goes all the way back to the '60s. So I mean, any, anything that that's 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 led that's held the test of time for like 50 years, people still have it or still talk about it, right? That's it's got to be something special there because these, these guys weren't doing pheno hunts back then. They were just, you know, or they're smaller scale. They just so it's for something to work and and spread that far and wide. That's got to be all right. Yeah, hundred percent. Stand the test of time for good reason. So, our next award, we're going to do the Hall of Fame breeder next. So, following the same principle as last time, I guess I I won't get you to spurt out what could be next year's suggestion, so I'll get right into it. So, for this year, the Hall of Fame breeder we want to induct is none other than Bodhi of Bodhi Seeds. Do I really need to say any more? Truly a name that needs no introduction, Bodhi is a pillar in our community. The most iconic yet simplistic seed packaging the community has ever seen. But if you see that green bag and that gold label, you know straight away what it is. Bodhi's worked with countless cannabis lines, countless proven males that have yielded amazing clones that the community has benefited from. The Snow Lotus has given birth to famous lines such as the Goji OG, the Ancient OG, Tranquil Elephantizer, so many more. And his beloved 88 G13 hash plant male has given birth to some undeniable legends, the Black Triangle, as well as the infamous entire Deep Line Alchemy range, which is paired to other Old World Indicas. His preservation work with Narika Seeds is up there with some of those who dedicate themselves exclusively to that sort of preservation. He has countless lines, from Afghanis to Africans, Colombians to Nepalese and Thai, this work is utilized by many other breeders, both for selection and for their own reproductions, ensuring future generations can continue the work. Furthermore, his creations stemming from supernatural selections, where he makes raw F1 hybrids with land race and heirloom varieties, remixing like a DJ, trying to give the people a new unheard sound. He's involved in countless charity projects. He supports the community through still using testers, which most breeders have phased out. He's also more recently taken an active role in trying to facilitate the broader cannabis community to experience a new and enlightening cannabis effect with his assignment as the head of genetics at Cookies, something I'm extremely excited to see happening. Truly one of the most standout humans I've ever had the privilege of calling one of my friends. The 2022 Hall of Fame breeder goes to none other than Bodhi of Bodhi Seeds. Thank you so much for everything you do. Bodhi's, Bodhi's an icon. I mean, another another one to knock it out of the park uh, as far as as far as, uh, Hall of Famer for sure. I mean, he's, he's an icon in the industry. I, I've had the pleasure of meeting him a few times. Um, he's, he does have the simplest packaging out there, but that goes to show you, you know, it's not it's not about the packaging. It's about what's, what's inside the packaging. Um, I, I don't know of any of my breeders, like 70 of them. I think everybody has a pack of Bodhi seeds in their collection. 
If they don't, they should. If they <laughs> and if you don't buy them from me, buy them from one of his guys. But so he's uh but Bodie's an amazing, an amazing breeder. Um he helps uh, he doesn't he says he's not a breeder, he says he helps plants have sex. But uh he's got for sure a lines, he's got a seed collection that uh people would die for for sure. Um so it wasn't definitely surprised when cookies want to get the best the best out there who's got the best collection best library it's going to be bodie so and and uh definitely if you've seen the baggie you've seen it once you've seen it twice you know what it is that's exactly it look crack baggie with a gold label as you said simply iconic so huge 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 thank you to bodie for everything you do my friend we're so appreciative as a community and it is with Great sadness. We bid farewell to our friend Jaime Chiba, a.k.a. James Schenk, a.k.a. the Alaskan Santa Claus, one of the kindest people you would ever meet and a man who dedicated himself to the plant. The head honcho of the Alaskan Cannabis Seed Cache. Sadly, we lost Jaime just before our last episode and we are truly devastated to see him pass. He is associated with countless strains such as the Roadkill Skunk, the Mud Blight Delight, and the Alaskan Thunderfuck. He specialized in older strains, often from the 80s and 90s, and focused his work on preserving genetics for future generations to enjoy. Truly a gentleman of the highest quality, I'm deeply sad to have lost a valuable member of our community. Jaime Chiba, thank you, sir. Right on into infinity. Yeah, and then I have a, an RIP as well. Uh, this year also we lost Matthew DeSale of Goat Monkey Seeds. Um, Goat Monkey did like a, a chocolate dog. They did the Triangle Kush S1, Sour Runs. Um, Matthew, I first met Matthew about six years ago. He you know, answered one of my ads to work a booth in Massachusetts. Came out and worked the booth and, uh, you know, later... Uh, it was it was Cornbread Ricky's suggestion that he uh, he worked the booth, and I said, "Well, that's about as good as resume as anybody can have." Uh, so he worked for us for a little while as our East Coast rep, and worked out uh, in the East Coast with us every time. We'd hang out with Kim Dog and started breeding, and uh, real real good guy. Did a lot a lot of good work, um, but uh, he he passed away uh, on September this year. So, uh, R.I.P. to him. Yeah, a huge huge shout out. To his family and uh yeah r.i.p zochi a valued member of the community caleb of csi has uh, recently done a reproduction of the sterling skunk which comes by way of by way of uh both bodhi and zochi so hopefully his work can live on through that line but that's a you know another sad farewell we have to say yeah caleb's a good guy he's a good guy Well, that must bring us to the big award for the end of the year, the Breeder of the Year Award. There's a few people in contention, and so it's only right to give some honorable mentions, and one that we've done a few times already, none other than Mr. Bob Hemphill and Hannah Bolt of Crickets and Cicada. They've had yet another super successful year. Coming off the back of last year's Breeder of the Year win, they've continued to blaze a trail forward with their puck line, this time working on the back cross too, making a range of hybrids, including the Shoreline Skunk, the Sensi Star, the Bubba Kush and more, as well as doing a haze preservation project among it, the Tom Hill Haze F3, as well as a hybrid haze project, incorporating Old Timers Haze, Tom Hill's Haze and Original Haze. So, well, well done, Crickets and Cicada. 
Yeah, no, Cricket Cicada is definitely, uh, they had, uh, you know, really happy there, their, their Tom Hillis Hayes drop. And then, of course, the Puck PC3 uh, was, like I said, crazy. I was burning up his, his phone, trying to get more of those. Um, also, for, for me and Arvel mentioned, uh, one of my guys that I liked, you know, that exotic. You know, he had, you know, uh, at least three drops this year. Um, each of them sold over 100 packs. I mean, he's a good, good guy. Uh, he's good, good breeding technique. His, his gear is solid as hell. Um, I've been repping his stuff for a while now and uh, uh, always uh, never had a problem with any of Mike's gear. Really good stuff. Nice. And I will give a, a third honorable mention to someone not too many degrees of separation related to Mike, none other than Soulfire. He too has had a very productive year with a number of releases, the Bahama Triangle, the uh, Hood Candies and the Mind Flayer series all dropping within the past 12 months. He's certainly blazing a path forward, not too dissimilar to Exotic Mike. However, the breeder of the year going to none other than Chris Lynch of Compound Genetics. That's right, our runner-up breeder of the year for last year has gone on to take the head spot this year. He's worked his ass off doing compound drops, cookies, collabs, NFTs, doing deals and more. It's undeniable that Chris has been one of the biggest movers and shakers in the scene over the past 12 months, so much so that all of it uh, sorry, it's undeniable that Chris has been one of the biggest movers and shakers in the scene over the past 12 months. However, all this has been mirrored in recent with the reveal that he has sold and left Compound Genetics to start a new venture called Cypher Genetics. Let's hear more from the man himself now. Alrighty, my friends, we are back and this time grateful to be joined by the man of the hour one of the hottest dudes in the industry a big congratulations to chris on winning several awards this past year including most anticipated seed drop breeder of the year and clone of the year so first off thank you so much for joining us today chris how you doing excellent man thank you good to be here I'm so grateful. I imagine you must be a very busy man, given everything I just said. So we're very grateful to have your time. How does it feel to win these awards? Do you feel like you've had a big year the past year? It's a mixture, man. It feels good to get the recognition from the industry and from my peers. It's always very humbling to, to receive awards like this. So thank you for the um, recognition and the award. It means a lot. I feel this year has been a big year for me with all the um, wins I've had and all the, the new obstacles that I've had to overcome with Compound. And with my, my own um, place in the industry, I'm looking forward to where 2023 takes me and what's next. Yeah, incredible. I know that all of your fans are equally excited for what you have for us over the coming few years. I would love to start. Let's let's talk about the uh, Clone of the Year Award. So Apples and Bananas took out Clone of the Year. I think you'd probably have to be living under a rock to have not heard or experienced Apples and Bananas at this point. I guess the place I'd love to start is um, maybe going back to the genesis, you know, do you, do you remember that pollination where you made it and um, what was it about those two parents that drew you to it? Because I think something I really like about apples and bananas is that it utilizes genetics you don't see as much and I think that helped made it special, but I'd love to hear your take on it. Yeah, I made the cross back in 2019, I believe. I was working in a small basement I had access to in Portland, Oregon. Um, I received the now and later cut from my friend Clearwater Genetics in Colorado. I traded him some cuts for it. I think it was the Gelato 41. I traded him for the now and later. So I received that cut and I immediately put it to work. Um, I didn't really expect anything special to come from the cut. So it's really awesome to see how far it's come. 
um, yeah, it was really cool to see that recognition I, I received. And I remember giving the, uh, the, the phenotype to, um, and the, the, the selection to, uh, burner when I started working with cookies and he's the one that kind of really put apples and bananas on the map. So I have to give him all the credit and all, um, all the credit, but you know, part of the credit for basically creating the branding and helping with the, the recognition that this cut's received and, and the momentum it's gotten. So it's really cool to see where that comes full circle. Wow, there you go. I didn't know you had made it that long ago, and, and that's cool to hear the backstory on it. Something which grabbed my eye about it is that this is the second big cut that has utilized work from Sin City Genetics. And I think they, largely speaking, sort of fly under the radar, but people may know that um, JBZ also used some of their work in the wedding cake. So I think we've now got two nice clones that sort of illustrate some of the um, the quality of their genetics. Um, is this is this a thought you've ever meditated on? Maybe, maybe Sin City's like secretly the breeder's breeder, or do you think like a bit of a coincidence? I'm not sure. It's probably a coincidence in some aspects, but I definitely know Sin City does lots of solid work, and the blue power they they created has been a big part of um, JBC's uh, genetics in his work. So yeah, they, they definitely have an eye and a taste for quality and um, good good genetics. So I think that, that there's a reason that their their work is known for as backbones for so, so many. Um, Prevalent breeders. Yeah, amazing. And and in that recent answer, you mentioned working with Burner and how he helped promote the strain. I've got to ask, what's that like? Because obviously, the the media powerhouse that is Cookies is undeniable, right? It has the ability to really market strains better than ninety nine point nine percent of people can. Is that is it a bit surreal to see your work get like showcased so well, or like how did how did that come about? I guess. Yeah, it's very humbling. I'm, I'm still uh, taken back by it every day. It's, it's a very awesome experience to have. Um, I'm grateful to work with Burr and the whole Cookies team. I remember when we first linked up about around 2019 in San Francisco. He was asking for some jars of flavors and the, the apples and bananas wasn't named that, that apples apples and bananas cut, which was, didn't have that name at the time. I had in a jar and I gave it to him and he immediately gravitated towards that. So I have to give him props for he has a very a strong eye for a taste and for what, what's going to work in the market. So I don't think with, without him selecting that pheno with me and giving it the name apples and bananas, it would be recognized where it is now. So it's really cool to be able to work with someone like Burner who has that, that ability to basically put a strain on or off and have him select strains that I created and basically decide to put them on the map. So it's, it's a really, really cool experience. That's incredible. I love to hear that. I wanted to ask you about something I, I, I've I've been um, grateful to have received a, a few samples of apples and bananas while I was in the States recently and, and they were gorgeous. And something people said to me and that I also experienced myself is it has this quality to it that is similar to like some of the citrus strains in the sense that it's not citrus, but it cuts through. Like you have one bud of it in a bag of stuff and it's like that's all you smell. It really cuts through. I was wondering because you look at the genetics, and I like I wasn't really sure where that trait was coming from. Do you, do you have any speculations on why it's got such a dominant profile to it? I don't know. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe it was back to the work Sin City did, and that that blue power, or it could be a mixture of the GDP or just a combination of all, all the genetics in the cross together. I, I tend to get more of a gassy, unique profile from it. But everyone has their own kind of um, trait there, or, or their tripping they pull out from it. But it's definitely. It's definitely a, has something that, that makes it unique with the cuts through. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely a strong one. Yeah, sorry, I should clarify. I, I I just wanted to say I don't think it smells like citrus. It just um I actually can't describe the flavor profile to be honest. And I think a lot of people said that as well. It's like 
it's a mixture of yeah gassy unique berries grapes it's it's beautiful and i i agree with you it's something about those genetics just seem to really work well which is lovely so next thing i wanted to ask you is one of the other awards you won is the hottest seed drop of the year and if i had to do a single one i would say probably the apples and bananas drop but i want to give equal props to the grape gas drop which i think also did really well had some standout strains What's your recollection on those two drops? And is one of them more memorable to you than the other? Or you think they're both sort of equal? Um, they're both special in their, their own way for me. I think the grape gas um, created more of a, a wave on its own because the, the grape gas didn't really have any recognition going in the, into that seed collection. It was kind of a, 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 it's, it's own strain that didn't really have a wave from cookies prior to the release. So um, I'm grateful and, and surprised at the whole, the whole um, momentum that Pink Source has received in a, other strains from that, that collection, like the Mellows, Pink Certs, those are all very um, uh, strong strains that have done well in the market since the, the seed release. So I'm proud of that collection. Uh, I think the Apples and Bananas is also unique on its own because it kind of um, was a culmination of all the work with Burner and with, with Cookie. So it was special in a different way. Uh, yeah, they're, they're both really good collections, good, good collections. And I think they both have unique profiles that, that add something to the, to the, to the, um, the gene pool and will be um, uh, here for a while. I love that. That is that is really cool. And and as you just touched on, the, the Pink Certs has done really well. High Times recently named Pink Certs as the strain of the year. Were you anticipating that to be the one that stood out of the grape gas drop or was there another one that you maybe suspected might have done a little better? I was actually surprised by that. And it's, it's still um, awesome to see that, that that success that strain's done. So props to the Certs guys and everyone from the Certs family who's kind of been on board for this, this as well. I kind of they made that, that whole branding and naming on my own. I didn't really reach out to those guys prior to doing it. So it was kind of cool to see that whole thing come full circle and, get the, and create the wave it did. So um, it's, it's definitely unique and strong across. So I, I had an idea from the get-go that it would be a powerhouse, but the, the amount of momentum it's received and where it's gone is nothing I expected. So it's very cool to see that. Incredible, incredible. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you in a hard spot here. If you could only pick one pack out of the apples and bananas drop and one pi- one pack out of the grape gas drop, which would be your pick? Ooh, that's a tough question. Very tough question. Um, from the grape gas, I have to, I have to pick pink, pink surge. Just, it's, 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 it's the one for sure. And from apples and bananas, mm, I'm thinking about that. Either the, uh, the Goofies, the, uh, the uh, Jovers 31 by apples and bananas or the the uh, exotic squared the red pop by apples and bananas from from yeah those are both very strong ones nice one that's that's cool to hear the red pop um hybrid in there getting a mention i love that so i would love to know because i think you would you and a few other people would have a good idea of this what do you predict will be some of the big flavor profiles we see roll in over the coming year or so any any predictions for what might come back so to speak um i think the purple gas is here to stay it's not going to go away anytime soon I think um, we'll see more of like mixtures of like old uh, lost strains or more unique profiles mixed with the current strains, like purple gas mixed with some unique cultivar that's kind of been forgotten about or is, 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 was hot you know five years ago. It's going to come back as a new version mixed with purple gas or mixed with runs or mixed with you know some hot strains or mixed with Z terps, something like that. You know the new mixed old. I kind of see that as kind of a new wave for the next wave. Uh, maybe some more skunk turps. If you, if you can find some more um, original skunk turps, it's, it's kind of always been a desirable thing. But yeah, just a mixture of uh, new and old. I think it will be uh, possibly uh, some new, some new stuff we'll see coming forward. 
it's just you know things that aren't on the radar i think there's so much of the same right now people are looking for things that are different so anything that's different that stands out that checks all the boxes i think will do well too true too true i think we're seeing that in the industry for sure that some of the old's coming back but there's definitely some new staples and i like that term purple gas i'm gonna i'm gonna adopt that term into my library because I've never heard it, but as soon as you said it, I knew exactly what you meant. So, yeah, or, or purple candy. They're both purple, purple candy, purple gas. They're both very hot right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Okay. So, final question for this little award segment. What can we hope to see from you over the coming year? Do we, do we think we might see a seed drop at some point or, or we just need to wait and see what happens? Yeah, I'm working on some new projects right now. You can't say too much at the moment, but you'll see some seed drops coming soon in the next year hopefully and uh also we're trying to work on some stuff with burner and the cookies team i'll have some new projects i'm working with burner as well so you'll see some some new stuff with, from me on my own and some, some collaborations with various people beautiful i cannot wait to see so again thank you so much for coming on and chatting to us today were there any general comments or shout outs you wanted to make yeah thank you to the community and for everyone recognizing my work and supporting me throughout this journey it's been uh, awesome to see the amount of feedback and love I get from the community. I'm always grateful for that. As far as shout outs, you know, shout out to Burner, shout out to, um, shout out to the Search guys, shout out to Runs, shout out to um, RN from Greenhouse and the Strangers crew, shout out to Deep East, uh, shout out to Wizard Trees, Julio the Sea Plug, and everyone that supports me. You know, thank you for all your support and love. Amazing. Thanks so much again, Chris, for coming by. Thank you. So there you go, folks. A big thanks to Chris for giving us that insight. Uh, so again, a Breeder of the Year, Chris Lynch for Compound Genetics. Huge shout out. 2022, absolutely crushed it. Mr. Bean, what's your thoughts? Was Chris your pick? Uh, um, I, I would have gone with Exotic. That's I would have gone with Exotic just because I think he had more of those drops. Um, you can find... So so it's, uh, Chris also did the, the Joker's line, right? Yes, sir. And what happened to Joker's line? I'm not sure, actually. It didn't hasn't come out through Compound yet, has it? So, uh, if you go on my website, under Breeder X, and you look at the mail that was used in all those trains. Female pollen donor? That might be the hidden Joker's line, unreleased. Released. Oh, what sort of fell off a truck vibe are you giving here? Just, just, just saying. Maybe. I mean, I don't, I don't know that the community would really go for somebody else using that many of somebody else's work, so to say. Like, if you look at who, what was used. But all that, all that media and all that hype just goes to nothing. That would be a shame. So check out Breeder X. <laughs> on my website, get yourself a phenotype. Some phenotype. The gastropop I have heard is something special for sure. Um, and and uh, and the and the pink certs. Um, that's it's great to hear. High times named it high. You know, on strain of the year, and their packaging was on point. And and those guys, that's that's how they got that special thing is by running numbers. That's what you're going to get when you run numbers. You're going to find you know just because you have a pack of something doesn't mean it's the best something. Um, or sometimes you might need two packs. So. Very nice. Hunt more, if you know, hunt more. Have fun, if you know, hunt. Well, that just about brings us to the end of it. Thank you so much, as always, for joining me, Mr. Bean. Oh, thank you for having me. And I appreciate you and I appreciate your audience. And I love listening to all your stuff uh, over the years. Um, I'd love to get uh, Bog Jr. on with you. I'd love to sit down and, uh, and, and have him talk with you. I know that you did an excellent, uh, 
great podcast with his dad. And I think it'd be really cool to get you and him going um, on a follow-up. Um, I've got him and Duke uh, talking as of last Saturday together. They're going to do their first collab together. That's exciting. Because as he mentioned, as Bog mentioned on your show, he mentioned that I had it set him and Duke up to do a collab. And then he unfortunately passed away before they got it started. And so this just kind of finishes that project up. That's lovely and cool to hear. We'll have to follow up with that. Stay tuned, everyone. Yep. And you can check out my YouTube channel, uh, Get Real Seeds Here Now, uh, YouTube. Um, and we've got the interview with Bog on the, the Dunn show that he just, we talk about basically the gear that I have that I'm selling came from his dad and whatnot. Um, and then uh, hopefully we'll get the full sit down, the three hour in-depth interview with with, uh, with you. Yeah, it'll be cool to cover that one. Again, thank you for joining me. And to everyone who's made it to the end, we appreciate it. That's us signing off. Oh, hey, by the way, anybody that, that listens to the show, if they uh, use podcast free ship gets 10 gets free shipping uh on their order that's a stackable coupon so that works with any other coupon it's not usually it's usually either or but this is works with all of them so all your listeners uh podcast free ship and then we'll get free shipping wow killer thank you so much everyone jot it down there you have it friends what do you think agree disagree let me know who was your breeder of the year what was your seed drop of the year as always got to give a massive shout out to the people who helped make this show happen seeds here now guarantee on satisfaction not just germination why would you go to any other seed bank if you're if you finish your harvest and you're not happy with the end product hit them up They'll sort you out. That's how confident they are with every breeder they select, including the one and only Heavy Days Genetics. Get on that hitter, guys. Likewise, Copet Biological Systems, the best in the business. You know them. You've heard of them. These guys are world-renowned. They need no introduction. Get the Afiparem if you're battling aphids. Get the Spidex Vital if you're battling spider mites. I promise you, you will not regret releasing beneficial predators into your garden before you have a problem. Get peace of mind, sleep easy at night. Copa Biological Systems, thank you so much. We appreciate you so much. Just like we appreciate Pulse Sensors. These guys have the best sensors in the game. The latest real-time information sent straight to your phone. You can track how your rooms are going, even if you're nowhere near the facility, nowhere near your house, nowhere near your tent. No matter what your operation is, it's time to get serious. Get a Pulse Sensor. Pulse is the way to go if you're looking to up your game. Huge shout out, Pulse Sensors. We appreciate you. Last but not least, the Patreon gang. They got to listen to this early, probably by a couple months even. That's how good the Patreon is. You're going to hear stuff so much earlier if you support the Patreon. Please consider signing up if you want to help to ensure that episodes continue to happen. www.patreon.com forward slash the podcast. Bit of a mouthful, but you'll be able to find it if you Google it as usual thank you so much for getting to the end of the episode and for the support in general i appreciate all of you guys that does it for this year's awards ceremony huge shout out to mr bean for joining us as always and i think i'll see you for the next one i'll see you